Scotchy, scotch, scotch. Mm-hmm. Scotch in my belly. Uh, you, you almost could have started it there. I almost could have. Almost. It was, a, it was a close. It was a... Almost only counts in hand grenades and horseshoes. And nuclear war. You can almost hit the target and still hit the target. That's true. That's true. <laughs> what is the target? From St. Joseph, Missouri, here is Travis Lee Hartman. There's a hot welterweight division coming up. Dude, there's some hot young dudes that are like, that's, oh my gosh. That's how we start. Oh my That's God. how we start. Episode 41, Wayne with Travis Hartman. Thank you very much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, and whoever else is out there uh, uh, listening to this uh, nice voice of mine. As I am a uh, face for radio, as is the guy across from me. That there over there is Weekend Trav. I am B-Money, the producer. Thank you so much for joining us. We are coming to you from the TH Boxing Facility here in Orlando, Florida, for the number one rated beards, bourbon, and boxing podcast, specifically filmed in Orlando, Florida, specifically in Laureate Park, which is specifically in Lake Nona, Florida, and that's shot on a Sunday or a Monday. That's us, number one. In TH Boxing. It's pretty close. Between <laughs> one and two in that category. I mean, when you started getting down to the nitty-gritty. So. Listen, first of all, we're our resounding, dominant number one. And that is what he said. It, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so thank you for joining us. To our uh, media spo- uh, not sponsors, our media partners, TH Boxing, Gulfstream Financial, and IF Enterprises. As always, thank you so much. We are also drinking, not a bourbon today, so maybe we're not number one this week, but we're drinking a single malt scotch whiskey. Change it up. It's been a while since we've ranked and rated things and talked about what we are drinking, so we decided to change things up, and just uh, we'll get to that kind of midway through the episode. But as always, we appreciate it. Smash and smack the subscribe button. Hit the thumb up. Like it. Or, you know, as some uh, people that hate Jake Paul and our opinion on him, thumb down. It just kind of depends. We're not getting compensated here, so it doesn't really affect our metrics, I don't think. Does not. Maybe it does. I don't know. I don't know either. So, Weekend Trav. Look at you, looking all colorful. What's up, B-Money? What's up, B-Money? New shirt? New episode? New you. New New year? New, no. New uh, episode, new you? No, it's pretty much the same old. Same old, same old. Same old old Weekend Trav. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. With a little twist, scotch. We're keeping it classy. I'm not wearing my classy outfit, but... No, that's about as classy as we get here on a Sunday afternoon in the boxing gym. So anyways, Weekend Trav, I know last week, if you didn't catch episode 40, we talked a bit about Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. That is coming up this weekend on Triller, coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Jake Paul, it's a... And you either really like the guy. Actually, I don't know if anyone really likes the guy. You either really hate the guy or you're just like, yeah, I think he's going to win. It's one or the other, right? Pretty much. Uh, We've heard a lot of different takes on this fight. Uh, We had our take on it last week. Weekend Trav stating first-round knockout. Even BJ Flores, who is uh, the trainer for Jake Paul, went ahead and uh, did a repost of a Travis, uh, Weekend Travis's uh, thoughts on that on Instagram, so you can catch that if you follow those guys. Uh, I gave a fourth-round knockout, but we're hearing stuff all across the map, and that is what the promoters want. Yep. They want a lot of people discussing in, in bitter fashion. I always tell everybody, don't make your picks emotionally. As fans... You get tied into one guy, Ben Askren, great guy. Mm-hmm. You listen to him talk, great guy. Mm-hmm. Most of the people that love Ben Askren, 
they want to believe that he can win. Yeah. You're emotional about it. You, 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 you're pulling for the guy. It's fine to pull for the guy. But, again, I'll restate my opinion. I know my first-round knockout's very, very bold, but I think absolutely without a doubt that Jake Paul wins. How he wins, I don't see it going the distance at all. You know, if, he, if I get lucky and get this first-round knockout right, um, be pretty cool. I think Jake Paul is going to try to go out and make a statement. That's why I ended up calling a first-round because normally in a big fight like this, most big fights, they'll drag it out a little bit. You know what? They'll, they'll give them a little bit of entertainment. They'll give them three, four, five rounds before they, like, knock somebody out. Mm-hmm. But I think Jake Paul right now is only in his third pro fight. I don't think he cares to drag it out. He doesn't have that, like, veteran mentality about him yet, meaning he's just going to go out there and try to kill the guy, I think. And that's why I'm going to call a first-round knockout. I don't think he's going to try to uh, do a Floyd Mayweather. And what I mean by that is when Floyd, when Floyd fought Conor McGregor, Floyd drugged that fight out. Yeah, yeah. You watch that fight, nobody wants to believe it. Everybody wants to believe that no. Conor did amazing. Conor is amazing. No, the, the honest. But he drug it out. The honest MMA fans out there, and I, I was one of them. I was watching that fight, and we were, we, I don't think we watched it together, but we were texting yeah. back and forth during it. And we were both of the same opinion. Like, Floyd, th- these guys are just making a lot of money now on us. They're just making a lot of money. They both need to look good, at least by the end. And that was what happened. And they were smart about it. And then afterwards, buddy, buddy, and oh. Connor's off to sell his whiskey. They laughed their way to the bank, man. They absolutely did. Very, very smart. So this could be the same thing here that we're looking at. Plus, as you mentioned to me pre-production, what sense does it make for those around a Drake Paul, you mentioned third fight in his pro career, to set him up for somebody that's going to just destroy him and put him back under right it doesn't make sense this is this is one of triller's cash cows right now they need him to look good they need him to perform well and to win so it makes no sense for the opponent to be somebody that's going to go in and wipe the floor with them once again we talked about it last week if this is a wrestling match if this is an mma fight yeah give it to ben Askren. of course of course at least i think so but it's not i mean i wasn't 100 percent on that but i did agree that he is the favorite if it was um what I mean by that is, right now, I think 99% chance that Jake Paul wins against Ben Askren in a boxing ring. Yeah. If it was in an MMA battle, I'm giving Jake Paul a better percentage than I give Ben Askren winning a boxing match, if that makes sense. It does make sense. I'm still giving Ben Askren the nod for the majority of the nod, but I think that Jake Paul has a better chance of winning in the ring than Askren does of winning in the boxing ring. Okay. That's all that I mean by that. And I maybe, I still think he's the favorite, maybe but I think it's if, a closer okay, maybe, margin. Maybe if this is an MMA fight, it would be 98% to 2% mm. then. Okay, if that's what you're saying. Go a little bit higher, but no, yes. This, he just, and I hate to speak in such hypotheticals because they don't matter because it will never apply. This will never actually happen. Just like everyone talking about Floyd Mayweather going to the UFC, that was never going to happen. He Stop talking about it. He knows his limitations. Come on. Exactly. He's a boxer. And he knows that. So that's why you're never going to see a Jake Paul MMA or anything like that. He's going to box because that's what he's training for. It's a useless. It honestly is a useless debate. It's a debate that is just to drive arguments because people just want to argue because the fight will never happen. Yeah, it won't because one Jake Paul knows better. No one at this table is discrediting Ben Askren's athleticism, his fight prowess, or anything along those lines. I just think, unfortunately for him, when you go so super selective on the fight discipline, and in this case it's boxing, he is at an extreme disadvantage versus somebody that has been now training for a couple of few years with the right people around him. Say what you want about his character and all this other stuff. Put that to the side. Has he shown improvement over the last couple of years? Yes. 
Did, does he look good in training? And you, you've seen uh, you've seen multiple things, not just what's posted online because yeah. that's made to look anyone for anyone to look yeah. good, but people you talk to that have also worked yeah. with him. Yes, he looks good. So I think just everyone just wants him to fall because of who he is. That's really what it comes down to. Yep. That's what it comes down to, in my opinion. It's and that's that's where Jake Paul is is a cash cow right now, meaning that a lot of people they're not gonna tune in to watch him win. They're tuning in to see him lose because they want him to lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? So good for him because he's captured that market and he's gonna play it up as much as he can. And most people are watching to see him lose. I mean, weekend travel. But they're still buying a ticket. Correct. Weekend travel. It's like uh, the old uh, wrestling days, the wrestling days. Wrestling. You got your heels and you got your faces, right? And, at, and back in the day, there was no blurring of the lines. It was either it was the guy you hate or the guy you really like. Either way, you're buying the ticket, right? So right now, Jake Paul is the guy everyone kind of hates. He's, he's, the, he's playing the villain part. He's the heel. He's the heel. It's hard for me to call Ben Askren the face I guess in this, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. So I, I don't know. <sighs> I think regardless though, what we're missing about it all is regardless, people tune in to boxing matches for entertainment. Yes. And it is, that's what professional boxing is. The entertainment business. It is. People want to be entertained. It's like the old gladiator days. Are you not into, this is what people want though. They want to see blood guts. They want to see knockouts. They want to see people mouthing off, pushing at the press conference at the weigh-ins and then going out there and handling it mono e mono. Exactly. That is what we want to see. And to be fair with everybody, I, I want to see this. That's the thing. Whoever wins, I think Jake Paul wins by knockout. I mm-hmm. do. But regardless of it, I'm going to tune in because it's going to be exciting. It's going to yeah. be entertainment because I don't know what's going to happen. I think that Jake Paul is going to knock him out. But the really beautiful, the beauty and the beast of combat sports, and I've always said this, the beauty and the beast of it all is one shot can change it all. Correct. Correct. No other sport other than combat sports can one shot change it all. Yeah. Okay. This is the one sport. So Ben Askren always has that chance. And that's why I've never, I said 99. I didn't say 100. I said 99. But in my professional opinion, he loses. But Ben Askren is not going to go down without a fight. No. That's what's going to be entertaining. This guy's not just going to go down without a fight. He's not going to go out there and lay down. No. Jake, Jake Paul's going to have to put him down, which I think is going to happen. But he's not going to lay down. So I think Ben will go in aggressive to, to the standpoint that he can. Okay. So he's going to go in kind of the, the, the bully fight mentality. Try to push him around. Try to rough him up. That might play into your first round knockout discussion, uh, but it also might play into uh, the next maybe round two, round three, be kind of boring because uh, if these guys kind of push themselves to much more of a limit than they're used to, yeah. then we might have a little bit of dancing for two or three rounds, and then it goes into the fourth round, like B Money said, with the KO. It's, it's listen, it's a good round. I, I definitely, I, I know that um, the risk and the reward here is is a lot because it's a crazy prediction because I do think that originally my original prediction was I thought it was going to go three rounds. Um, So now I just went on a limb because that's what I do. It's what we do here at weighing with Travis Harmon. We go out on a limb sometimes. Well, well, from what I've been told, only alphas uh, bet on it. And since we're betas, I know I don't have any money on the fight. (laughs) Frankly, I just, I don't, I don't bet on, uh, on boxing or combat sports. I never have. Even with friends, because what would happen is that I'm emotional. For instance, you know, I have a friend that was fighting this weekend, and I'm emotional. I want him to win. But unfortunately, when you start looking at things, and now obviously after the fight's over, you're like, man. 
Clouds your judgment. Clouds your judgment. So I can never personally put money in on something like boxing, football, things like that. That's different. That's different. I could I could do that without like having my my heart, yeah. other than my 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 precious Packers, which I would never gamble on them because they'd always break they'd always break my wallet. Um, but I've never bet on combat sports. That's just not my thing because I'm a beta. Evidently, I'm a beta with a terrible name. I don't know about that, but uh, I've been I'm, told. I'm this. pretty sure that. We're not betas. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but anyways. But listen, if if somebody wants to hypothetically bet us, I think an alpha move would be we're gonna save you from yourself, buddy, because I'm just trying to save you from yourself and losing a lot of money. So, an alpha move is I'm having empathy for you. Mm. I'm gonna pass it off because I don't need to take your money. But you're going to lose. Well, in reality, it always comes down to, for us, the ELE concept of everyone love everyone. We're not here trying to spit venom and vitriol and spite and whatever else around. You know, we do that a little bit, but that's in fun. That's yeah. tongue-in-cheek fun stuff. No, we're, we're just a couple fun-loving guys here. Uh, the one guy dresses like that. The other guy, you know, doesn't. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> final final thoughts, final words here. Since this fight is this weekend on Triller, uh, there's different avenues to actually watch this on pay-per-view. Uh, but Jake Paul versus Ben Askren coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, this weekend uh, via Triller pay-per-view. Check your local listings on how to actually watch that. Go to the website. You'll figure it out. April 17th, final thoughts here on this cruiserweight eight-round bout between the two. Yeah, I believe the pay-per-view is under 54 bucks. It might even be $49. So my final thoughts are watch the fight. Be your own judge and listen. And what I do recommend, though, after you watch the fight, go back and watch a couple of our episodes and see how we talked about this and see if it plays out the way we talked about. Uh, because I think that we are very good at breaking fights down, uh, previewing fights. But at the end of the day, like I said, it's entertainment business. You're going to be entertained because, one, there's other pro fights on that card as well. It's going to be a good card. Regis yeah. Progress is fighting, which is a former world champion, a former contender. The guy's really good. So there's going to be other pro fights on the card as well. So I highly recommend all of these guys buy it. I'm going to buy it. We're going to watch it. Like I, It's going to be entertaining, and I have no problem admitting that I'm going to buy it because I know Jake Paul's putting in the work. I know Ben Askren's putting in the work. Yes, he is. He's, yeah. he's training his butt off just like – Nate Robinson, he trained his butt off. That guy did not win from lack of effort. Okay? Period. Wait, wait. He put effort into all of that. He didn't he didn't lose because of lack go. of effort. There we he go. didn't win. Of course. He, he, he didn't lose. He won. He yes. won he won knockout of the year, I think. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, he, he was just he, on the other side of it. He won the internet. Um he won that, the that internet. Might that, day. Be, that might go as knockout of the year too, unfortunately. Yeah. But he didn't lose because of a lack of effort. So I can All see, these guys are training their butts off. So that's what makes it worth buying. My main concession to my prediction is that I could see it where it might be TKO. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's I don't I don't know necessarily if it's gonna be Ben's face on the canvas. I don't I don't think so. I think I could see the a rep, a rep jumping in or something. I don't know. It's Yeah, I mean, because now people are kind of coming around a little bit to Jake Paul. Actually, he can punch. Like, and again, granted. Nate Robinson is not a fighter. Yeah. He's not. It was his first fight, probably ever, first boxing match, first yeah. whatever ever. So, obviously, he was a sit and target. But we were talking about it earlier. I've said this. I think I said it last week as well. This is the only thing I've noticed over the years that I've been in boxing, training people, fighting people, sparring people, MMA guys. Yeah. When they get in a boxing ring, 
They don't move their head and they're like a sitting target. Yeah. They're some of the most easiest guys to pick off. And that's not me talking smack. That's just me telling you from my experiences. When I sparred MMA guys or when I had guys that I trained their MMA guys, my main focus was you got to move your head. For whatever reason, they don't have good lateral movement. And yeah. if you don't have good lateral movement, Jake Paul could be garbage, but he punches really hard. And if you set in front of him, yeah. he's going to knock you out. Yeah, and, I, and, and so, I mean, kind of to, to draw that to uh, or allude that to somebody else, friend of ours, you know, of, of the show, of us as well, and we've known him for, for many, many years here, uh, my friend Mike Perry, kind of the same story. And this is not to discredit him because he's a hell of a guy and he's tough as nails. Wins. He's got some big wins. But, and, and he would admit this too. His issue that, he, that we've seen for several fights now is that he just he won't move his head. It's the head movement stuff. Yep. He has everything else, the power. He could take punishment. You do all these things, but because of the lack of head movement, it's a sitting target. And, and in this case, for another MMA guy, not even a boxing guy. So he, he fell this weekend. And, and I hate to see that because he's a friend. Yep. Uh, but you get to a point in your career uh, in any combat sport, boxing, MMA, kickboxing, whatever it is, where you start hitting the, the rough patch weekend trap. Yep. And so for, for our listeners and for my own benefit, too, I kind of wanted to pick your brain about that. I'm uh, not saying that you're in, in the, the rough patch of your career or anything, but you've been there and you know people and you have other fighters. I've had and many rough patches. You have so many friends. When you start getting to that and you start second-guessing yourself, yeah. you start second-guessing your career, what's next? What do you do? You have, so I just want to kind of shut up and listen to you as the fighter now. When you start hitting these things, as we've seen many of our friends do many times, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, that's it's something that I call you have to have a coming to Jesus moment. That means you have to look in the mirror and be honest with yourself and realize, are you done? What's next? What are you going to do? What, what, what can you do? Have you, have you exhausted everything that you possibly have inside of you into this sport and that's it? Um, there, there, it's Man, I'm telling you, it's a difficult conversation, and it's a conversation that I spoke highly about my father all the time, and I will continue because I think it helped me, and it probably helped me back a little bit too at the same time, but I always knew that I wasn't going to box forever, Mm -hmm. and my Mm -hmm. dad pounded that into me. He's like, have plan B, have plan C, have everything. He's like, I want you to be, in, in financial terms, Travis, he's like, I want you to have a diversified portfolio. And it's true. This is right up your alley because you do. You diversify people's portfolios as a financial advisor. So same thing goes here because especially in sports, sports are ruthless, meaning they will use you and spit you out. When you're done being um, usable, when you're done being talented, when you're done um, being a show horse or a show pony for them, it's over. Usable in their eyes. Yes. And, yep. what, and what I mean by their eyes also is, is the customer. What the customer is the audience yep. is everybody. Sorry. Once you're no longer capable of entertaining people, then, then you're out. I mean, it's just, it's just like that. It, it's a cruel business. They don't mean to be cruel on purpose, but it is. Nobody wants to see a guy go out there and get his butt kicked ridiculously bad all the time, mm. especially when he's faded and he's older and he's yeah. done with boxing or any combat sport. So it's a very, very tough thing to do. A lot of people can't handle it. And what I mean by that is I have a lot of friends that 
obviously I've been boxing. I've been in boxing 31 years. I've been competing since I was six years old, right. 37 now, 16 plus years pro, 14, almost 15 years amateur. So I've been around the game a long time. So I have a lot of friends in the game that have been around it as well. And I saw this transpire right in front of my eyes. And a lot of people, when they're done with the sport, this is why you see these guys turn to drugs turn to alcohol, turn to substance abuse, because they don't know how to, one, they don't know how to fill that void of the adrenaline that you get. Mm. Because I can tell you that the adrenaline that I get when I step inside the boxing ring, it is a drug. Adrenaline, it's a drug. It is. It's something that nothing will ever replace. That's for me, though, how I've replaced that is I've transitioned it into training people, into putting all of my energy, all of my might into what I learned and teaching other people that, and then talking about boxing. I love talking about boxing, hence why we have a podcast about boxing. Sure. So I transitioned because my dad always told me that. He was like, you're a smart kid. And if you watch some of my fights, I mean, my fight with uh, Keith Thurman that was on ESPN, god-awful fight, and I hate that fight. And it's got like 21,000 views on YouTube, and it pisses me off because it was a terrible fight, like five days training. But if you watch the fight, my dad throws a towel in in the second round. I'm standing on my feet. I'm clear-eyed. I literally look at the referee and I'm like, are you kidding me? I look over my dad. I'm like, clear. You can see it on the video. I'm just like, <sighs> I was mad because I'm a competitor. But then immediately, like within like f probably 10 to 15 seconds, I walked over to the corner and my dad and I was like, thank you. I love you. Like I, I did. And like, yeah. it's because I know. And he knows. He was like, one, the biggest, the biggest thing about that was he knew I wasn't ready. He knew I wasn't trained. I wasn't properly trained. I wasn't. I had five days notice. But two, he knew that I had a career after boxing. He's like, why would I sit there and watch you get beat up by a guy who Keith Thurman is legit. His yeah. only loss as a pro is to, to Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. It's like, why would I let you take a beating to your health? And like, why would I, and my dad's in full control of that because when you're the chief's second, you can end that fight at any time. Even if I don't want him to, which I didn't want him to, but he did because he threw the towel and the referee called it off. So it's, you got to have good people around you. So when you're towards the end of your career, that coming to Jesus moment might not have to come from you. Maybe it comes from the people around you. Yeah. It has to set you down and says, hey, listen, I think it's over. I think we need to start thinking about your next step. But the hardest part about all that is there's the old saying that says, um, if you're already thinking about retirement, you're retired. Yeah. So that's the hardest part, though, because I think you do have to think about that because there is a transition period after that that if you're not thinking about that next step, it's like jumping off of a cliff. And, and hoping yeah. that you land on your feet because it's tough. So I think that's what it's hard. So, so for me on this side, I've never been a professional athlete. I've never had to fill that void or that gap, especially, I mean, I think when you talk to anyone that has like a normal job or they get to the retirement point, because I work with people that, are, that retire and they yeah. are retired. So there is that void in that, but that comes later on in life. For this, we're talking guys in their 20s, 30s, yeah. 40s sometimes. Yeah. And that's early on in life, and there's so much more left. You have two-thirds of your life or more basically yeah. left at that point. And so for us, for me as a layperson, and then probably most of everyone listening to us, that's something that it's hard for us to comprehend and wrap our mind around because yeah. we've never been put in that situation where we have to sit down and say, this was my life. Yeah. I don't know what to do now. At the age of 25, 30, 35, whatever it is, yeah. we've never had to do that because we don't think about doing that until we're – 65 70 75 yeah, yeah what's, but, the, what's the average age of retirement 
Average age of retirement, 60s? He, it's, 50s, 60s? it's easily up there, usually about 68 or so is retirement, but even that's kind of a, a, a murky stat because yeah. people sometimes then go do something else yeah. or they get involved in charity work or they go work at Walmart or whatever it is. So, so it's you, not pure retirement. I never really thought of it like that, but you're right. That that, And I think that also is the, the toughest mental battle for professional athletes is because some of you guys are done at 35, at 40. You're done. You can't fight anymore. You, you've, you've already regressed so much that you do. You have to retire. That's, I think that's the hardest part is some of these people don't want to, but they have to. Well, and I think there, it's also – there's one thing in you knowing, like you knowing yourself, like, man, I don't have much left in the tank. But then when it's a realization of everyone else basically saying, now you're done. Like some, this is now the world telling you, and I'm not, I'm not speaking specifically about Mike at all. Yeah, this, yeah. this is kind of the, hypothetical. The topic, hypothetical. Sure. Um, everyone else saying, you got nothing left, you're done. Basically, some, basically someone telling you that your worth, that you've viewed your whole life right now tied to the combat yep. sports, is not worth anything anymore. You're not good enough. That's tough. Yep. Not just yourself saying that, but now everyone around you. That's the confirmation of that. So that's why it's hard for me to grasp that at a young age, coming to grips with that. Yeah, and I'll give you a flip side of all that too is some of those guys know, but some people don't. Like for me, I'm 37, and the last year, I felt the best I've ever felt in my life. Sure. I haven't fully retired yet, yeah. but this is I'm in that pivotal point too is like do I officially announce my retirement and never fight again and move on to all the things that I'm doing? Or, or, or what do I do? And that's, that's also a very hard part too is coming to grips with what's next and what's more, what's more smart. What's, what's more smart? It's, wow. Wow. I'm, yes. I'm more smart, Garsh. You've, you've been in Florida a long time, man. Welcome. Welcome. That's think our that, education system. I think that was the Missouri coming out of mm. me there, the public school system. Yeah, yeah. No, I had a good public school system. We, we were good. But yeah, that, I mean, honestly, that's a hard part. And that's where there's a couple of, there is a couple of examples that I have that guys that retired at the top, and I don't know how they did it, but they did it. And one of those guys is Lennox Lewis, mm. former heavyweight champion of the world, beat Klitschko, beat Tyson, knocked Tyson out. I've had multiple conversations with this guy, one-on-one, drinking a little bit of whiskey as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Heard stories about Tyson with him. But he retired at the top. Like, he, he beat Klitschko undefeated no he wasn't undefeated he beat Klitschko he's the heavyweight champion of the world and he's at the top where they were offering him like 40 50 million dollars to come fight again mm-hmm. and he was like no I'm good and I'm like how do you do that but think of the statistics involved in that that's one fighter in that one weight division that finished on top and I'm sure there are others in the heavyweight division that not maybe very did. many not very many Tyson didn't but then look at the statistics of how many in total, professional heavyweight fighters have there been? A lot. A lot. So percentage-wise, that is like an outlier. Lennox Lewis is an outlier, finishing on top. He's the exception, not the rule, for correct, sure. Correct, correct. And I think you find that a lot in, in any professional sport. You don't, you're not going to find many people finish on the top. Yeah. I'm going to give you one even better. Andre Ward. The guy okay. is, he's a little bit younger than me, and he's 33-0. and 0, mm-hmm. And he retired almost a year, year and a half or two years ago. That's why I didn't, he wasn't my first example because he's still young enough to where if he wants to come back, he could. He's at the top of his game. He could have. 
And he still can. And I, I don't know if he will or he won't, but he hasn't yet. There's no rumors of it. He's still happy with what he's doing. He's a commentator as well. Very smart, intelligent, articulate mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. But Lennox Lewis and Andre Ward are two guys that just pop in my head right off the bat when I think about guys that retire at the top of their game. Andre Ward was undefeated. I think what you find, though, and this is not just with combat sports or any sport in general, but just in life, when someone's able to, you know, basically put the boots, take the boots off and put them on – they're experts, not experts, maybe disciplines of self-actualization. And what I mean by that is that they are so in tune with themselves and by way of being in tune with themselves, in tune with their surroundings and content, knowing full well what are the pros and cons of things and being able to, like I said, self-actualize and say, you know what, in Andre Ward's case, does it get any better than this? Am I going to be putting myself at risk or pushing myself to the limit and for what? What is the cost benefit for this for myself, my family, whoever else? Or now can I move on to the next transition? Do, do I then, am I a visionary and I see what's around the corner rather than what's down the road? That's the difference here. Visionaries see what's around the corner, not down the road. Yeah. Okay. So, so I think when you start to do studies of that, and, and I know you, you read books uh, along those lines, so do I. Knowing yourself full well and being honest with yourself and all these concepts and principles and eventually say, yeah, you know what? I'm done. It's done with this chapter. That's why I said that it's, I, I, I call it the coming to Jesus conversation mm. you have to have with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's not a conversation. That's when you look in the mirror, that's that conversation. Because in the, the day, I really, I've learned to do this over the years, but I learned to stop giving a crap what everybody thinks. And that's why, like, we have some trolls that are on our page now. Oh, okay. We I actually trolls. like that. And I do, too, because it doesn't affect me emotionally anymore. I have fun with I it. I laugh at it. It's funny. I, I, I think a guy made a comment. was, like, said something to me on, on the last post about Ben Askren. This guy won't even give him that. I was like, yeah, what an idiot. The guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And that was me saying, yeah, about what an idiot about myself. Because yeah. I don't really care. But there's also one example of a guy, too, I forgot to mention. Mickey Ward. So Mickey Ward had a trilogy with Arturo Gatti, probably one of the best trilogies out there. I mean, there's a couple, obviously, not just that one, but there's a couple. But he, I heard this directly from him. I went down, I was in Pompano Beach, Florida, training with Mickey Ward and Arturo Gatti. Mickey was training Arturo, who he had a trilogy with. Mm -hmm. That's a crazy story in itself. But I was talking, Mickey's last fight ever was a loss to Arturo Gatti. Mm. He retired on a loss. And I asked him, I was like, how do you do that? He goes, you want to know how I did that, Travis? He goes, and it made sense. He said, I literally had the best training camp that I'd ever had leading into that fight. I trained my butt off. Everything was clicking. He's like, I'm not, he's like, when I tell you, Travis, we had a perfect training camp. It was literally my best training camp I've ever had. And he goes, I went out there. I gave it everything I had, and I still lost. And he goes, that's when I knew it was time to step away. He goes, I trained my best. I trained my hardest. The training camp was the absolute best it ever could have been. He was like, and I still lost. He goes, that's when it's over. In my mind, he's like, that's when I know it's over. He goes, a lot of fighters, you know, will make excuses as to why they could do other stuff, blah, blah, blah. He's like, for me, I knew it was over. When I gave it my absolute best and I lost, it's over. He goes, Mm. I knew it was over then because there was no hurdles in that training camp. He's like, literally the most perfect it could have ever been. And he didn't. uh, And and it was his third fight with Arturo. And he didn't have those thoughts creeping into his mind prior or during camp or I don't know if you would have elaborated. No, he, he, he did. And he said, he was like, literally, he's like, I never thought about retirement. He's mm. like, after that fight, I sat down and we talked like a week later, he talked to my camp and he was a very sound, like thinking guy, which is phenomenal for, for what he'd been through. See, see, and to, to me, say that stuff. To me, this is so interesting. I, I, I'm interested in this. 
the mentality of, of folks, especially when you're not, because once again, I deal with people that are older that are retiring. When you're dealing with younger folks, yeah. I'm very fascinated in this, yeah. uh, on just kind of where you're at mentally, because you have so many stages of life left still, so many chapters left still, whereas you get someone 60, 70, 80, they don't have a ton of chapters left. They still have stuff to do, but yeah. it's not the same as a 20, 30, 40 year old yeah. that now is having to pivot into something else. Maybe it's the same combat sport, but doing something else in it like you have done yeah. or, or something different. I don't know. So it's just so fascinating to me. And so I appreciate your honesty and, and kind of your storytelling with regard to this, this whole topic, because once again, we have friends, we have friends. And I think some of them are pushing against this. And, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying our, our buddy Mike specifically, cause I think there's other stuff for him to go to oh, and, yeah. and do. Um, I mean, what, what is Mike like 29? Uh, is he 30? Maybe, I don't think so. He's 30 so. or under for sure. And he has a family to fight for now and stuff like that. So, yeah. so you know what? He's And he is a warrior, this guy. Yeah. I mean, the punishment he took on Saturday, you hate to say this guy can just take a beating. Not just Saturday. Mike's but a lot of famous for that. Takes Busted beatings, nose. man. Man, I tell you what. He is, um, and listen, he's also one of those personalities where you either like him or you don't. But I've known him personally, like legit 6 a.m. conversations with him in a gym one-on-one. Dude's not, he's smart. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He knows, he knows how to sell himself. He's a street like, smart His guy, personality, man. whatever else. He's very smart. And he, he you know, he, he loves like his family. So from that end, I know there's other ste- steps for him and other, maybe he still has one fight left on UFC. We'll see what happens with that. And then there's other organizations out there that are sure are going to be calling his name soon. Uh, but I don't know. It's just interesting I hope for to his me. His health, man. I just that's that's the only thing about yeah. boxing and combat sports compared to baseball or or ba- baseball or any basketball even. If a guy outlives his expiration date, meaning you know his talents have declined, obviously. If you're in basketball and your talents have declined, who cares? Yeah, you're, you're no, not going to get hurt. There's no CT issues there. It's no. football, boxing, baseball. There's cage guys stuff. that are playing and yeah. they're past their prime. You know what? They're past their prime. They'll fade off into the sunset, right? Boxers, when you're past your prime, you don't fade off into the sunset. You get your ass knocked into the sunset, yeah. and you might have some lifelong injuries after that. It's even the same with football, and that's what yeah. we're seeing. Combat, now. That, and I can I, I actually consider football a little bit of a combat yeah. sport because there is a lot of hitting, and their hitting is worse than boxing or MMA because you're talking about a helmet. And they catapult themselves. And that's, it's coming at a much our, higher velocity. I know my friends in football. Your friends in football. Those that are willing to say, you know what, and they see their friends too, mm-hmm. they're willing to walk away from that a lot easier. Yeah. Because the effects of that are we're still starting to understand yep. that. Yep. And that's that's it's crazy to me. You can't eventually all you have left is your body at some point. Yeah. At some point. I mean, your body is supposed to be your temple, correct? Like your body is supposed to be your well, temple. Well, I shouldn't say that, but your mind as well. And if you jack up your mind and your body is 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 just incredible. Yeah. Man, I don't know. So, it's a fine line. It's a it's a tough one because, like I said, if if you're a, a alpha, most alphas are competing in combat, Usually especially Usually athletes are. especially one on one sports. You're not gonna find a beta. Yeah, competing in a one on one sport because you got to be alpha. You got to have that mentality. You got to have that. But the same token, how do you pull an alpha back? You, you, it's just one of my clients. I have a guy. He's 58 years old. And we, we constantly talk about it. He's, he's trying to not fight father time, but he's mm. trying to delay it. Sure. Because he knows it. And we always talk about, we go, the one thing that is undefeated is father time. 
It's undefeated. Father time is never lost, meaning eventually we all slow down. It's just a part of science. It's a part of our body. It's a part of life. We eventually all slow down. Even if you're not boxing, he's 58 years old. I'm sure in his line of work, things are slowing down a little bit. His thought process slows a little bit. Mm -hmm. He might make some casual mistakes because it's natural. Mm -hmm. It's the natural progression of life. And some of us at a young age, which I consider 40, a younger age, mm-hmm. it's hard for those guys to, to admit that, you know what, you've faded a little bit. Because when you compete in a sport, any professional athlete, you're in the upper 1% of the population. Yes. If you're a professional athlete, no matter what it is, any prof- you're in the upper 1% of the population. So for you to have that conversation with yourself to say, oh my gosh, I'm no longer there, it's tough. Alphas need other alphas around them that they're close with that can pull them back pull them in and be like, listen, just because you're done doing this doesn't mean you're done with life. And that's a bunch of my friends. I was like, yeah, I'm going to retire um, after my last fight. I won't fight in 2020, which I never did, by the way. But they didn't realize that I was like, I'm not retiring from life. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like I'm 37 years old. I was 36 when I did that. I'm like, there's other stuff I'm still going to do. I'm retiring from a sport because you can't compete in a sport forever. You just can't. Mm-hmm. I don't know a sport that you can. Even golf, which is an old man's sport as well. People can play in it. But even in golf, your swing starts to lessen a little bit. Your yardage starts to lessen a little bit because you can't swing as hard. That's why you go on Every the, sport. Senior, the senior tour. Which there, but that's another like level, of yeah. course, for sure. But golf is a bad example because there's no senior tour of boxing or football not. or anything like that. But again, combat is different. Combat sports correct, are different. Correct. So that's interesting. That's an interesting take on all of this. And I think a lot of times what you get, especially with alpha type personalities, is um, if that's all you have, that's the problem. If that's all you have, if you're a professional athlete or a combat sport athlete and really your sole focus of life is only that and you have nothing else going on, there's no other piece to the pie, that's the problem. That's tough. You need to find where the other passions are and embrace that stuff because Father Time is, has a perfect record. Perfect record. Undefeated, undisputed, undisputed champ of the world. Undisputed champ, uh, Father Time. So, Okay. Well, that is that. That's the take. That's where you have to get good people around you, though, because yes. you, as a fighter and a one-on, and this is—I'm just speaking specifically about boxing in a mono e mono sport. You you need to have that kill or get killed mentality, and you need to have that like I can conquer anything. You need to have that ego. You do, but you need to have the people around you that says no. Sometimes you can't. But also, you have to have the humility to accept that too. And True. We know plenty of people that don't. Someone can be in their ear saying, hey, hey listen, might be time, or, or pull it back, it, or that fight's not worth it. I mean, what's the, what's the benefit of that? It's the entertainment business now. If people can make money off of you still, they will. Yeah, yeah. So you, the humility component, I think, is missing in a lot of these cases. But that being said, um, it's an interesting uh, topic and, and one that I think will continue to, to be an issue as time sees forever. fit forever, because uh, as it's always been. So uh, with that, we are discussing uh, this weekend. We have the fight on Triller. That's definitely uh, going to be uh, worth the 54 99 or 95 whatever it is. It's worth the money. It is. I agree. Be entertained. Be entertained, because if there's one organization that promotes boxing now that knows a thing or two about entertainment, it is the concert Laden, <laughs> <laughs> the concert laden uh, show that you're about to see 
on Saturday. Lots of hip hop, so you gotta like hip hop. Okay, there's but there's also our boy Bieber, the Biebs. I like the Biebs. I have no problem with I'm the Biebs. I'm a fan of the Biebs. I'm, you know, it is what it is. I got no fan, no problem with the Biebs. But there will be some boxing peppered into that concert too. So worth the money. Go ahead and check that out. Triller pay per view. Go online, look it up, figure out how to watch it. Jake Paul, Ben Askren. Um, we have some other stuff coming up in the next few weeks, especially here locally in Florida. We're not going to spend much time on it or any time on it, really. On the 24th here in uh, Kissimmee, which is just around the corner from us, Edgar Berlanga, a name I've talked about a handful of times for months. He has. has. Up-and-coming Puerto Rican sensation, Edgar Berlanga. Knocked out everybody that he's faced everybody. in the first round. First round knockouts. What is he now? 10-0, 11-0? No, he's like 16-0. 16-0. With 16 knockouts. Like, the guy's ridiculous. So we'll see what, what comes of, of this fight here. Maybe we'll talk a l- little bit about it next week. But yes. that's coming up, and that's in our backyard. Before we wrap this up, we are going to get to the root of part of our show. It's not bourbon, but it is a whiskey. It's a scotch whiskey. We're drinking the Glen Levitt Founders Reserve, which if you're a uh, whiskey guy, you're like, oh, those guys are drinking that. That's like a simpleton's easy type drinker. And you're right, it is. It's uh, it's it's very easy to, to consume. If you're not a malt scotch whiskey person and this is your first foray into it, I would say this is a good entry level uh, because, for one, it's not going to feel like you're drinking uh, acid, uh, to, to be wow, to be very pretty clear. aggressive, but okay. Um, it's not going to feel like you have a uh, you take a hot charcoal and swallow it, <laughs> right? But overall, it's it's okay. It's not bad. Like, I'll, take a sip. Tell me what you think. It's not bad. Um, I. It's not my favorite. No, for sure. I'm still. I'm not a. I think a scotch. I think you have to. Work your way into scotch. Yes. I don't know that if you just love scotch right away. I think mm. it's one of those, like, you learn to love it. Yeah, I think you're right. Kind of th- like me. You learn to love me. <laughs> I'm still Ask learning. Arena, after, nine years. After, after, same with after you. 41 weeks of this podcast, I'm still <laughs> learning uh, that, that trick. So uh, I would say this. There's not a lot of layers to this thing. Okay, so sometimes a scotch takes a bit to unfold. Uh, but for this, in general, what you see is what you get. And what you consume is what you're um, consuming. Consuming. <laughs> so um, let's give this a rating here. Uh, from zero to ten boxing gloves, I'm gonna give. Mm. Scotchy, scotch, scotch, scotch in my belly. Scotch, scotch. Nothing has really got over much over a seven. No, and it won't. Uh, but what I will say is that just somebody that wants something and they've never really done scotch before, this is probably, like I said, a good entry level. So I don't want anyone to be intimidated by it. But I'm going to give this a 6.0 because I felt like anything below 6 is probably too low. Anything yeah. above it was probably too high. And this is probably good. It's average. It's average, and it's not going to hurt you. Price-wise, it's not very expensive either. Um, and it's a well-known name. So 6.0, that's mine. Six, 6.0. I'm really glad that you rated that because I was thinking you were going to go a little higher, and I was scared to do a 6.0, but 100 million percent, that's my rating. What? Literally, easy math. before you even said it, I said a 6. I was thinking exactly a 6 because 
It's not terrible. It's not. No. But but I'm not I'm not a Scotch guy yet. But who knows? Maybe we'll get into it. We'll try a couple more as well. But uh, I'm definitely more of a bourbon guy, more yeah. of a bourbon rye. I like guy, rye's whiskey better, yeah. rye. Yeah. So I, I six. I'm I'm a solid on the six, and it's not bad. Like we've we've drank a little bit of it already, so it's not terrible. For obviously, those at home, rewind, do the replay. How many times have I topped mine off? Yeah. I think I've done it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, which and, and we'll probably sip a little more too after we get I off. I think this. so. I think so. So overall, you know, six That's easy math. Add it up, divide by two. Six still. Boom. There you go. Lesson at home. Missouri math. I'll, I'll give you that one for sure, too. Good. I like it because the Missouri public school system is top notch. Hey, they they raise the, they raise this guy. I think Florida who is rank, more I think fun. Florida ranks like forty eight or forty seven out of the really? fifty states. That's now funny. we only have fifty states so far. I think uh, if if the plans are over the next year or two, they're trying to get a couple extras in there. But we're we're not going to get into the shadow ban territory. Tonight, I think it's final thoughts time. No, is it final thoughts already? <laughs> I don't know. We, I mean, we can we can keep going. You know that I can talk for a long time. So we have episodes, folks, where we've gone like an hour and a half, and we just ramble. We actually take a break. We used to take a break. Oh, that's oh my gosh, we haven't done <laughs> yeah. that for a while. We would reassess our notes, make sure we're you know, and then we would come back, we'd powder our noses. We would know? do that kind of stuff. So you, sh- you, if you're listening now or watching on YouTube, go check out our old stuff because we do that. Stuff. I, a hundred percent. We've been doing this for forty-one weeks, consecutively. Consecutive weeks. Forty-one. We have never missed a no. week. We've been a little delayed a couple of times, but we've never. That's you know what. If he's out of that's town, that's consistency. If he's out of town, I'm out of town. We make it work. Either we're doing Zoom or we're waiting a day or two. But we have for you. We do this for you. If you are a subscriber of ours, I hope that you appreciate the consistency of this. Even if we're consistently bad, at least we're consistent. We're giving mm-hmm. you. We're giving you content weekly we should be giving you content like a little more than that but we're doing at least weekly i'm missing the boat on the whole in this corner but i'll I'll make up for it but i got some good ones coming but okay for the most part guys i hope you appreciate how much that we literally make time every week to do this we do i we we do and sometimes it doesn't it doesn't work in our schedule and we just make it work yeah both of us are busy guys you know we missed the boat a little bit the other day you and i and a few a few friends caught a uh, orlando magic basketball game Mm -hmm. we should have recorded a little bit however there wasn't a lot to record other than the fact that we if we could have done it we tried to goat him into like being involved with us a little bit about we were in a box and about three rows down from us in the normal seats by the way the normal seats was mike miller uh, formerly of the Orlando Magic, formerly of the Miami Heat when he won a championship. Won I think a he title with Miami Heat. Played for He's the Memphis Grizzlies, the Florida Gators, that sort of thing. And we're looking at this guy the whole time because you have to wear. If you're in the commoners' seats, you have to wear the masks. We were in a box. We we're in a suite. We're just kidding. We're com- nice. We're commoners. We're commoners, but we just happen to have a suite. And I'm looking at like, this guy is a tall. White guy. You called it. You no, literally no. called it. And he has a mask on. The guy is FaceTiming James Harden while we're up in the box. And one of the other guys noticed and that. And I was just like, it. I was like, that's not. And I'm like, because, I'm like because the huh, magic, magic, playing, magic were playing the old Bullets, which are now the Wizards. Yep, Washington the Wizards. Wizards. Yeah, Washington okay. Wizards. So they used to be the Washington Bullets back in the day. Uh, and Russell Westbrook, buddies with James Harden. Triple double, by the way. Did he? Yeah, he triple he double. They hit a lot of threes that game. So they uh, Magic went down in flames, as always. It was like 130 to like 119. It was a crazy score. The problem is when a team hits like 20-plus threes or whatever, you can't 
It's hard to combat that. Anyways. In their defense, so, they did put up a good effort. So Mike Miller is there in front of us. Right a few in front rows, of us. A few rows in front of us, FaceTiming James Harden because their boy Russell Westbrook is on the court at the Orlando Magic game when there's probably in attendance about 300 people. Yeah, it was uh, – yeah. It wasn't very good. I mean, it was probably because, high, because of higher COVID, than that, but whatever. Whatever, but that, it was in the thousands. I've been in a ma- lower thousands. I've been in a, yes, I've been in a Magic game with less people. So I, so it's even pre-COVID, yeah. Anyway, so we were there, but we missed, the, we missed, we missed it. The good opportunity. We dropped the ball. That was the opportunity for us to have a little bit of a. We, we were doing some of the vlog stuff for a little while. You know, that would have looked so good too, because like we were in the suite. And we'd have been talking to Mike Miller, who was not even like the dude was in like a general admission seat. Uh, that would have been cool. He, we, you know what we could have done? We'd be he like, was, hey, come on up here, bro. He was ignoring our existence, that guy. Yeah. He knew better. But you called that like from the back, and he had a thing on. He, he was, when you told me, I was like, huh. I started looking at him. I was like, he's a big dude. He's got big shoes. He looks like he's really tall. I was like, that might be Mike Miller. If there was, if you there was the a guy. game show, if there was a game show that was who is this tall white guy from behind, back of the head? That's the name of the show. I could be on it and win. I mean, I'm gonna get you. You called it. I was like, yeah. I looked for it. I'm like, I don't know. And then we're like, maybe. And then when he left, Mike Miller left. The security guard goes, Hey, yeah, that's Mike Miller. We're like, I was like, Be money called that. He like, Be money called that. He was ignoring all of our advances. Much, <laughs> First of all, much I wasn't like, much doing like, any advances. Much like my spouse. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, what's funny, I love this because it's making me loose-lipped. Um, what's funny is that she finally admitted. I the, love scotch now. The thing we joke about all the time with our significant others, never watching this, yeah. never listening, never doing anything. She finally admitted to me. The other, she's like, I don't listen to your guys' stuff. I'm like, you I'm like I know. You we, are, we already knew. We already knew this. I we just, talked about them multiple times. I just like, grab your phone and I watch it for you so I can get a, <laughs> we can get get, that view. Get a view. <laughs> aye, aye, Which, aye. by the way, YouTube is screwing us on likes because we like three likes. I have two accounts <laughs> for one. Let's not admit this. <laughs> I, but I do. I have a Box and TH and I have a, the Wayne English Travis Armour account. I liked it twice. So we should have at least on I, my okay. side had twice. So similarly... My kids... They're lying to us. My kids have their own YouTube channels or pages or whatever. So they do that. They, they say, we should be getting at least say, six or seven we likes. we love you. We feel bad for you. Because you and Mr. Travis, <laughs> they, you need some views and likes. We give you the views and likes because we, we feel do. bad for we you. We do. We do. I did it for, my, for myself. And I'm like, wait a minute. I saw the views go... Or the likes go up. And then all of a sudden, whoosh, like a hatchet. They we, cut them in half. We probably talked about something political. It's either that or they're like, well, wait a minute. All these ones came from the same Wi-Fi network. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I'm like, no, they're different devices. That's not fair. Yeah, that's probably true. So so what I did, I said, fine, kids, your likes didn't matter. So obviously you don't love dad. Yeah. You know what? Guys, step your game up. Step your game up. Step your game up. YouTube, YouTube, we're not mad at you. We love you. We're just mad at our kids. You're not mad at me. You're mad at your father. Put us, put us in the river <laughs> of boxing content. Let us float downstream. Listen. And people just kind of watch it every once in a while. I'm telling you, we are one of the best boxing podcasts out there. Beard and bourbon as well. well we all, but well, we're pretty yes. solid. Yeah. Between, uh, if, as long as we're categorizing it appropriately, we're the best. Beers, bourbon, boxing, Orlando, Laureate Park, uh, Sunday, Monday. Boom. Boom. 
We're not lying. This is not fake news. We're not lying. This is not fake news. But, however, that there is weekend traff. That there is bee money. But I have one last thing. Dang. I have a final thought. I was trying to close it like real I smooth. A, I have a final real thought. Real smooth close? Because he knew I wanted to say Dang. something. I have a final thought. It's a good one, though, because we haven't really talked about God or religion at all. Okay. But Wait a bit. The, I went to church today, mm-hmm. this morning, and part of the sermon was amazing because mm-hmm. he was talking about how he was he actually brought up racial injustice he actually brought up a lot of things and he was just like we need to understand people more but he goes ultimately we need to love more he goes because jesus christ loves ultimately jesus christ is love so yes everybody love everybody that. yes so and i was and i got to thinking i was like one of our biggest mantras on this show is ELE. Sometimes we start the show with that. Sometimes we end the show with that. But it's very true. I, I've, I've actually preached this to people. I go, listen, if you don't believe in the Bible, you don't believe in God, ultimately, you should believe in love because in the Bible, love is mentioned more in the Bible than any other book, I believe, on the market. Lo- the word love is mentioned more in the sure. Bible than any other book. So ultimately, if you believe in love, then you believe in God. So E-L-E, everybody. Everybody love everybody. I like it. I like it. So that is a good closing thought. And I think that's the way for us to wrap up episode 41, Wayne in with Travis Hartman, special thanks, media uh, partners, TH Boxing, Gulfstream Financial, IF Enterprises. And I'm going to thank that guy across the way. That there is Weekend Trav. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. producer, a.k.a. the man, a.k.a. Green Bay Packers suck. Well, um, <laughs> dang it! I thought I was getting the last word. I I really don't know where to come. Uh, like, listen, our version of suck versus the Cowboys' version of suck are two different animals. We suck because we always just almost get to the Super Bowl and then we don't. You guys suck we don't even almost because get there. you almost get like a top ten draft pick <laughs> and then you don't. Thanks for watching. God bless.